0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is Jonathan Edwards, PureAndSimpleBible.com, and we find ourselves in the middle of a conversation with Jeremy Scott about the divine spark of music. And if you haven't listened to part one, you need to go back, listen to the first part, and then come back to this one. And uh, in case you aren't wanting to heed that advice, and you're jumping straight into it, I do want to apologize that we recorded on location, and my microphone sounds a little bit wonky. Hopefully, you can get used to that for this episode, and we'll return to some higher quality next time. So, with with those things in mind, here we go, back into the conversation with Jeremy about the divine spark of music. I'm certain that there's praise to the Father, but I think also there's this Horizontal. As we say this together, we're teaching one another that we, as a people, need to just have a heart that is in anguish when we sin. So they were teaching each other. I'd like for you to just share some thoughts about what it means to teach one another in song. Uh, what's our responsibility to each other? What's our responsibility as a church? Like, uh, what's what, what what can we do in song as far as teaching goes that we can't do when a preacher gets up? and starts talking.
1: Well, again, music has one of those effects that's more powerful than our words. And as human instruments, we are very fallible. And I could say one thing, but then if we sing it together, then we're all proclaiming that truth together. And there's something about, you as a therapist know this, there's something about vocalizing that makes it real and makes it... More a part of you, and so there may be a truth that you're struggling with that you're like your 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 heart has not fully grasped onto it. But if you're going to sing it and you and you sing it with the with the open heart that you that you should have, then I think you're you're going to be speaking that into your heart, and that's going to be. I mean, that's that's Romans twelve. That's trans, that's that's transforming your mind. I think that's right. not just in where I mean we sing in script we sing in scripture because we sing the truths of God. And I think that's a powerful part of um, that transforming you and making you into a more spiritual being.
0: Uh, Amen. Well said. You know, the closest that I think we get with preaching is when the preacher says a good point and the audience, a lot of the men respond with that. Amen. And and they're declaring kind Mm -hmm. of together. Yes, we agree with that message. But yes, vocalizing is the group. Uh, there's something psychological happening there. Let me give an example. Since you brought up therapy, um, when I work with a couple or a family that's there's, there's a big issue between them, we'll do something called an enactment. Because what, what we find is that they'll talk about each other to me as the therapist, or they'll talk to each other through me. And then, you know, I, the therapist, will talk to you and talk to her, whatever, back and forth. But it's always through the therapist and, and this spiritual connection, it's like uh, through the, the, the teacher, but never the congregation interacting together. But in an enactment, I might have, for example, a husband telling me, I love my wife, but I'm just so afraid that, that I don't deserve her. And when I get that afraid, it makes me upset. And then I get angry, or frustrated, and then I start shouting. In an enactment, the instead of the husband telling me, what he's feeling about his wife I'll say friend you just said something really beautiful about her I need you to 100%. say it to her
1: 100% and I
0: said it's going to be I'll say it's going to be awkward that you have another party watching but mm-hmm. I, I literally want you to turn and look at each other and tell her what you just told me and they'll look at each other and it'll be really sheepish like they'll chuckle like oh this is awkward you know but then usually what happens is they won't even talk They'll look at each other in the eyes and they'll start crying. And, wow. And then the one who is to talk will speak. The enactment is almost magical because they're interacting together uh-huh. instead of talking about each other. It seems like what you're saying is with congregational singing, we're teaching one another by expressing these things together.
1: Absolutely. And I not i mean not only does it command us to sing that's you know we we only have examples in the new testament that command us to sing um we don't we don't have commandments to learn instruments in the new testament and even though I'm, I, I love playing instruments I, I like it's it's a it's a hobby of mine obviously it's a profession of mine too um but i couldn't imagine worship without the praise coming from my lips because it's not just about the music The music is one thing it's a it's a tool it's a wonderful device that helps us connect but us having to vocalize these truths together vocalizing praises to him vocalizing teaching the his his nature singing about the way God is I mean I like we don't get to talk about uh, most people don't say I want to talk about God's mercy in our in our everyday conversation sure you know, but we can sing about it, and when you have to sing about it from your lips, there's just something that brings you closer. And I, I just couldn't imagine my life not getting to sing right. because it's such a such a huge part of how I've how I've dealt with life and had such joy. Because I, I mean, yeah.
0: Well, you just brought up a, a, you know, for the listener that's been walking through this this conversation with us. Um, I would say probably most of them are familiar with what we believe about mm-hmm. how the church should worship. But you just brought up a point about it can't be accomplished with instruments, or I can't remember exactly how you phrased it. But let me just play the skeptic for a, mi- a moment, and I'd like to give you the yeah. chance to respond. Uh, seems like what you're concluding is that I shouldn't be using instruments when the church gathers together and i really like using instruments because i feel like that draws me near to the heart of god david used instruments when he was praising god and y'all been talking about david this whole time so uh why do you church of christ folks not use instruments when it could it could be a helpful tool to get us closer to the heart of god
1: well i want to ask when you read Colossians, i'm going to pull up colossians three sixteen and and when we read it i like i i think everyone should be asking themselves am i am i able to do that do i know how to do to practice this a- am i practicing this in my life colossians 3:16 says let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom which right off the bat that's a if we want the word of christ to dwell in us richly reading is one way sure sure but i think God knew the the various types of personalities that are out there and that for some i speaking of me I I reading is a challenge. I make myself read but reading is not what speaks to me the most um, And so I read out of necessity and out of wanting to draw closer to God, right. but it may not reach my heart um, In the in the practicality of just that tool God's Word still reaches my heart But he he gives us other avenues to add on to that and make it make it latch on further And he goes on to say, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And I just want to ask, in your worship, are you singing? Yeah. You know, and and I will say, just putting biblical doctrine aside, I I will have to advocate for the Church of Christ and and our model of raising young people to sing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I do train my children musically because I can't not because I am <laughs> I love music and I take I take great pride in, in uh, music and, and the, the study of it is great. But I've like I've trained my kids to be able to sing and sing well and we sing as a family um, as often as we can. We probably don't do it as much as we should, but we've had. Definitely long periods where we will learn a song together, and we're even we're even branching out to learning all four parts as a quartet oh, family, okay. uh, which is a challenge so that's going to Yes, Oklahoma City. But we started by singing just a melody together yeah. as often as we can on different songs, Um and the most kids, even if your family doesn't sing together, as like most kids that are raised in the church, they can sing very very well, and that's a tool they've worked on for the Lord. Yeah, and I think. Uh, well, when I joined choir, they did a, their vocal test and you know they tested me. Uh, I give total credit to the church. This is this. I don't. I don't know that this is much of my ability. It's. I know my mom is a musician, and so there's definitely that. But there's a lot of credit that goes to my upbringing in the church, and that he would he would say, "Sing this, sing this, sing this," and I sang it all. And he was like, "What church do you go to?" <laughs> and I said, "I'm a member of the Church of Christ." And he's like, "I knew it. I knew it." you know, cuz they cuz they're able to to tune better sing better because we've done it so much and i think that's such a wonderful tool i i wouldn't want my kids to be raised in any other church because that that's a that's a tool that will follow them sure. for the rest of their life even if you're not a great singer you you can still sing better than most sure go to our church gatherings and just listen to them sing happy birthday yeah.
0: <laughs> you'll be like oh wow they yeah. like they they broke into
1: parts what what is
0: that <laughs> well the reverse of that is listening to happy birthday song like yeah. at a restaurant or a little painful. Or, yeah, yeah. At, at a trampoline park i
1: can tell the music teacher in me goes oh y'all y'all have never sang much you yeah. haven't you've spent most of your life yeah. avoiding singing and that's that is heartbreaking to me with that tool that god's given us to use and i think we have a responsibility to use it
0: and so you're suggesting that in the church of christ uh the culture is important that we build that it's based on this like the command is a joy to obey
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: it's not that I have to. Yeah, I sing. love it. It's that I get to. And yeah. that I'm so thankful that, that God has given and us this
1: avenue. I, in that, I have to advocate for all of my brothers and and, and even sisters who, who, like, work in the background of, like, training up the young young ones to sing, which their yeah. job is so, so important. My, like, I would not be the musician that I am today without my mom. She sang lots of encouraging songs, but she also sang so many annoying songs too. Mm, mm -hmm. Like she sang for everything, like every occasion. And that's, that's amazing that so I had a song in my heart (laughs) every single day of my life, whether I wanted one or not. And I think that was such an important part of my upbringing. So ladies have that, um, that, that opportunity to get to influence in that way. But I want to advocate for, um, brothers and sisters who are making music in whatever way, whether it's a brother who's uh, at their congregation, he's like the music guy, you know, he writes songs, he's putting a a songbook together. He's, which is such a a valuable thing. When we started doing our folder at Whispering Pines, it's huge because we can cater it to our our family there and what encourages us there. And I think uh, there's. I know many of my brothers that I stay in contact with. They're putting their own songbooks together. They're doing their own uh, thing to to build up the body and and to train them how to sing. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And because I think we we oftentimes just get stuck in like, well, I, I really can't sing much more than that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just just sing the songs I know and stay in my comfort zone. And Revelation talks about you know <laughs> singing the new song. Oh, <laughs> and I, I I often go to that. I'm like I, I feel like new songs. Singing new songs are a great way for us to practice our our gift that we've been given.
0: You've used the word training a few times now, and it's reminding me biblically of the mandate that fathers have to bring up their children in the training and admonition of the Lord. Train them up in the way that they should go, and when they're Mm -hmm. old they will not depart from it, as the proverb says. Uh, And so, again, for fathers and mothers to sing with their kids uh my mom the song that i can remember to this day is from acts chapter three it goes uh, peter and john went to pray they saw a layman on the way and the chorus goes they went walking and leaping and praising god and i'm having like the 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 happy chemical kind of release in my mind as i sing that right now Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. making me feel like i'm a three- or four-year-old again, and Mom is singing that to me. It's just a really special bond. Also, just to give her another shout-out, Mom is the one that taught me to beat time and pitch songs. Mm -hmm. And Dad was helpful, too. I'm not saying he didn't, but um, (laughs) I recall my mother being the one. And so I tell our girls, uh, you know, when the church gathers together and men are leading the worship, you may feel like, what do i do for the public assembly but you help train these men to do that and while you submit in a godly capacity you're looking out for the future of the church when you teach your sons how to pitch songs and, and beat time there's
1: there's something of such great value to be able to sit back and watch the heart and the hard work and blood sweat and tears that you've put into raising someone and to see them them working and to know that you you were the one that sacrificed, you were the one that did all that background work yeah. to see that grow, and that's 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 something beautiful to behold. Mm-hmm. And and to work in the background is such a an important thing for our psyche <laughs> in general. Just to like, I, I've I've prayed myself being a uh, ambitious like wanna wanna be competitive in a lot of ways and wanting to not really wanting to be in the spotlight but wanting to be successful and be impactful sure i prayed for so many instances for me to be able to do something of value and not get any credit for it for it to to work on you know just giving and serving and sacrificing and and i think that's such a a unique opportunity in that regard i sure i think it's huge
0: well a scripture that you've you've mentioned, I don't think we've talked a whole lot about it, is Ephesians five nineteen. It's like a sister passage mm-hmm, to Colossians. And when you brought up Colossians, you you really focused on the teaching one another, and so there is like a, an educational part of of our singing. Uh, Ephesians five, to me, complements that by talking about where it's happening. It's happening in the heart. And, you know, I've had conversations with people that really love to use instruments and maybe they were raised their parents or they were members of the praise band, playing a guitar, a drum set. And they'll look at Ephesians 5 and, and say something like, uh, well, the Bible says we're to sing to one another in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody. And that that making melody is solo, which is a Greek word, which means to struck. Or strike or twang or chords. right yeah. yeah and so when they say that do you have a, a thought for them to kind of get them back on track does it seem it seems to me that they're missing point of the verse when they say that solo is to pluck or twang and so we can pluck a guitar I think
1: string. isn't heart a part of the I, I remember reading heart chords of something chords of the heart yes is that a part of it
0: yes Yes, that was my question. I was leaving. Yeah, I just,
1: yeah, yeah. You passed the test, Jeremy. Yes, good, good, good. Yes, yeah. I think I, I don't think it, it's talking about a musical instrument. I think it's talking right. about the heart. Right. And what, like, how can you get any closer with you singing from your heart, mm-hmm. whether it's a good note or not? Right. How can you get close? Right. There's just there's no other way with a musical instrument. It's not. It's yeah. it's not going to happen.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That that was it was a very leading question. Yeah. I was hoping yeah. you, would, you would say that, and you did. Uh, but when those folks say, I can play my guitar because this says twang, we're totally missing that. It's the heart that's mm-hmm. twanging.
1: Absolutely. And
0: so with our mouths, we get to teach each other, but with our hearts, you know, you said the scientific study of us getting into a, a heart rhythm, whether or not it does physically, obviously spiritually, we're, we're meant to Absolutely. twang each other's heart in such a way where we're entombed, um emotionally and spiritually through this song, whatever the message may be.
1: Well, and I guess I didn't mention this about Vocal Ascend earlier. I think one of the special things coming back to Vocal Ascend that we were able to achieve, which I don't know that, I mean, I think we set out to do this. I I wanted everyone to sing from the heart and not focus on all the details of the music too much. Because when we focus on ourselves and we focus on the musical effect too much, we're focusing on, we're not focusing on God. We're not focusing on the message and we're, right. we're and in life that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be, let's put all of our energy and focus on the problem and just think about the problem. No, we're like, God heals those things. We're supposed to be trusting in him. We're supposed to be trusting in his ways. And I think when we sing from the heart, uh, it accomplishes so much, and I think we were able to sing so well together because we were we were focused on the message. We obviously focused on music. We had to. If you want to produce something of, sure. of that high quality, you sure. have to. But I, I don't think we would have achieved what we did without emphasizing that, that our hearts have to be thinking about the message and not so much about, um, oh, I sang that wrong, right? right? I can't, I can't, oh, no, we sang that, flat. no, we messed that up.
0: Right. You know? Well, you're, what you're expressing is conversations I've had with people that haven't grown up in the Church of Christ, and they've come into it, and they feel super intimidated by yeah. it, a almost choir-like Absolutely, perfection, yeah. and they're going, "I, I, I we don't sing, sing at that. home, right. we've never sung a day in our life, and mm. I'm going to try, but like... I'm singing the fifth part, which is joyful noise, Absolutely. you know, instead of <laughs> one of the four parts of harmony. And yeah, I try to express, I'm sure you do too, that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what style no. of music, whether it's Southern gospel or contemporary praise and worship. like Or ragtime. Or, <laughs> or ragtime, <laughs> yes. But uh, heavy death metal. Right, right, metal, right, right. Yeah, there you go. I digress. <laughs> anyway, the, what matters is... That God is being glorified yep. and that we're being edified, and if you can come away with that, and you're not singing on pitch, I would rather that happen.
1: Well, yeah, I, the, as a music teacher, I mean, I I, I have the ear, I have, I have what they call relative pitch, and and so when someone sings out of tune, yes, it can bother me if I let it, but when I when I go to worship, I'm unless someone's like sitting right next to me and singing directly in my ear and with like the in, with the intention you. to annoy me. <laughs> The, I'm I'm not I'm not listening for us singing it terrible or all of that. Yes, it it could get acknowledged, but my if I'm worshiping correctly, I am worshiping God. I am singing about Him, mm-hmm. and I'm only focused on my heart strings being struck, yeah. and I'm I'm only focused on that. And yeah. and there are so many that are a part of our brotherhood that don't sing at a level that they would probably like. But sure. you know what's interesting is when you ask someone like me who's sang my whole life, I was I, you know I made All-State choir, I, I still don't like the sound of my voice. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I could sing better. I I I know there's a whole lot that I could do better in my singing and so that feeling will never go away even if you have the most glorious voice. Daniel Smith has one of the most beautiful tenor voices and my favorite voice. And if you ask him, he's probably like, oh, no, I still have things to work on. I, I, I still got to do better. And that's, I think that's a good part of studying music. It, It's it's a good thing to keep us growing and working on. And I, Right. We always need to be working on things. Yeah. Why not work on music, a, a tool that can help us be closer Amen. to God?
0: Amen. Amen. Well, we've had a conversation for over an hour. Yeah.
1: It's been an I hour, told you it was going
0: <laughs> to <could> be long. <laughs> um, but it's been really healthy for me. I hope it's been for others. Um a thought I had I'm going to share a final thought and then I'm going to ask you if you'd like to share a final thought so whatever you want to say I do,
1: yes I do have to give you a shout out
0: give me a shout out yeah oh, no, 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 no. Um my final thought is Jesus and his disciples at the last supper and he introduced or he uh, introduces this concept of this bread is my body this cup of blessing uh, is the new covenant in my blood right with the fruit of the vine and they partake of it together. He talks about somebody who's going to betray him. He sends Judas off to do his work and they have this conversation. We'll never leave you. We'll never betray you. What's the last thing they do before they leave the upper room to go to the garden? Do You know, I would imagine they're singing. They sing. Yeah, They sang a song. Yeah. That's all it says. Yep. They sang a song and then they left. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know I think so. For, for all of the Jewish culture that we've talked about, all of the Christian heritage that we've talked about, all of the theory and science, the training, to me, here is a culture being built, a foundation. We've got Lord's Supper happening, we've got the great redemption hmm. element about to take place. <clears throat> And Jesus is gonna to go to the garden in despair and he's gonna pray through some very strong feelings. But he I feel like it's not for nothing that the last thing they did as a whole group. Ever. Wow. Is that they sang a song.
1: Yeah, I didn't thought about that. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible.
0: Well now that I've put you on the spot, yeah saying, Do you have a final thought and then, you know, blew your mind with that?
1: What well I can I can I can attest to when uh well, uh, there and I, I'm sorry that I'm talking so much about vocal scent, but it was it was a special uh, time for us. And I think one of the things that made it really special for us is that we did all stick together to our North star of trying to sing with the heart and sing with the meaning there. and and I think to see everyone doing that and committed to it. Mm-hmm. I saw people crying that I don't normally see cry, or I may have never seen cry. Right, uh, <laughs> It brought out some emotions that were pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And us being able to sing together like that, just knowing that we were all collectively like we are going to sing from the heart mm-hmm. um, and, and work so hard to do it and, and respect what we were doing so well. Not just sometimes we get in the regular routines sure. of, and we don't we don't always sing from the heart I'm, I'm guilty of that just like anyone but for us to collectively work together on that was pretty special but yeah, yes special. i do have to give you a shout out because it wasn't just me matt and sephra that started vocalists and you were you were a a major necessity of an encourager to get us mm. get this Rolling, and I and I probably wouldn't have because I think it came around the time of COVID
0: that we started really like, all right,
1: we're gonna, we've been talking about this for years.
0: We talked about it at Memorial Day when you came down. Okay, remember we did that like in in house, yes, worship stuff, and there's like the singers and the Mm -hmm. preaching in our house. We did like the live stream. Yep, that's when I remember talking about it.
1: Yes, because Matt and I had visited about it for years, and you know we just. We've all been so busy, and so it's hard to get something like this off the ground. Yeah. And COVID was kind of a blessing in some ways. It was awful, but it was a blessing in some ways that uh, gave, gave us time. And I was like, why don't – you know, it gave, gave me time to sit down and actually – I don't know if anyone knows how to teach orchestra in the pandemic, but I still haven't figured that out. <laughs> Zoom orchestra? <laughs> <I, laughs> right. Yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> it doesn't work. I just remember guilting you yeah,
0: <laughs> with the, the question, if, Jeremy, if you don't do this, who will? And you were like, oh, fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that was a thought that I think hit me pretty hard um, because I did. I, I immediately felt a responsibility because, you know, I mean, you don't no, ever no, want to no, put yourself in too much of a spotlight. And I, I definitely don't like that. Right. And but when, when someone tells me, Hey, you, you have a responsibility to get this done then that was it was a lot easier for me to, to move forward with it. And well,
0: great leaders like you, you have that sense of burden, but you didn't carry it alone. I, I think that to Absolutely. me is the testament of what happened was you had this burden to accomplish it, but you didn't have all of the gifts yourself. No. You no. needed others. And they couldn't came have done it and yeah. executed it wonderfully. So yes,
1: and we keep growing to our team. That's the that's the wonderful thing that's what makes me feel better about it. Um, I I didn't like the fact that I had to do so much in the beginning to get it started. Uh, not not just from having to do all the work. The work is fine. But for it to be it's not it's not about me sure. it's about us and the, and the overall mission to spread the gospel and the fact that we have more people involved in helping with it makes it I feel like a burden is lifted off my shoulders and I I can enjoy in this wonderful mission that everyone else is enjoying as well and right. so the help has been shout out to all the people that are on the Vocal Ascend team right now right. <laughs> that have helped us for album number two it'll be coming probably hopefully Lord willing this winter
0: yeah, we'll release out in summer two. 2023 yep. in July, uh, releasing winter 2023. Yep. OK, well, brother, thank you for sitting with me. And yep. uh, thanks for having me. I'm so grateful for our friendship. You mean a lot. To me. yep. Likewise. And Likewise. Uh, I look forward to years of service together. Yep. absolutely. I want to thank Jeremy for having this conversation with me. This really was uh, a no note, extemporaneous conversation. And I don't say that to brag as though, you know, we don't need notes. That's not about it at all. This was just one of those topics where we knew we wanted to talk about music. We knew we wanted to talk about the Bible, but it, we just didn't have a structure for it. And so, you know, usually guys come and they'll bring sermon notes or Bible notes or something that kind of frames our conversation. But this is one of those where uh, we just sat and talked for. Uh, well, over an hour about it. And I'm really thankful that Jeremy was, um, I guess, would take a risk on a conversation like this. So thank you, Jeremy, for um, being a risk taker. And uh, you can go to the website, friend, and check out all the resources that are there on pureandsimplebible.com for you to download and use absolutely free. And if you want to be a fan of the podcast, please leave a five star review. Uh, write a little phrase as well Let people know what you like about it And that helps the algorithm So thank you in advance Until next time Always remember God loves you very much And I do too Lord willing, see you soon Well I'm here to tell you a story,
1: a story that is true About a judge by the name of Gideon He was a man like me and you